RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The government moves to make it easier for people who've recovered from COVID to get into premises covered by vaccine mandates. As in-person schooling resumes, pupils say they're happy to take a morning COVID test, but some parents worry about the cost. And a man is handed a 14-and-a-half-year prison sentence for an attack in which he bit off a district councillor's ear. The government has launched a registration system to allow people who have recovered from COVID-19 to enter premises that are subject to a vaccine mandate. The Centre for Health Protection's controller, Edwin Choi, said that recently infected people can download a QR code and use it instead of a vaccine pass for up to six months. He said they'd be considered to have recovered on the date they left hospital or 14 days after testing positive. Dr Choi was asked whether people would need to get vaccinated before their recovery record expires. Entering premises and getting jammed to protect yourself are two different things. So I hope people will understand that having the recovery QR code doesn't mean they don't need to think about getting vaccinated in the next half a year. You have to protect yourself. 600 new COVID cases were reported today, down just 13 from yesterday. Health officials have reported 14 COVID-19 cases among school pupils on the first day of in-person teaching since the start of the year. A dozen pupils are from one international school where a teacher also tested positive. Two are from local primary schools. Officials say they won't take further action. Pupils returning to class this morning said they were glad to be back to face-to-face classes, even if it means taking a COVID test every morning. This parent at a school in Chingyi says she supports daily testing but wants more support from the authorities. I hope the government can provide rapid test kits to all students because we don't know how much longer this pandemic will last. With students being asked to do rapid COVID tests every day, it's really hard to say when we'll run out of test kits. A man has been jailed for 14 and a half years over an attack in 2019 in which he bit off the ear of a district councillor. It's the heaviest sentence to date arising from that year's social unrest. Here's Mike Weeks. The High Court heard that 52-year-old Zhou Chen attacked three people with a knife outside City Plaza in Taikusheng on November 3, 2019. In the ensuing scuffle, he bit off the ear of Andrew Chu, who was a district councillor at the time. Chen was convicted by a jury in December of three counts of wounding with intent and one count of common assault. In mitigation, his lawyer described Chen as an apolitical person who didn't take part in the unrest rest and hope to offer a sincere apology to the victims. But High Court Judge Judiana Barnes cited a psychiatric report which noted that the defendant had pointed a knife at his wife's neck in the past, showing his violent tendencies. Passing sentence, the judge said Chen's actions were barbaric and unbelievable. Two people have been handed suspended prison sentences after admitting sharing a call for people to cast blank votes in last year's LegCo election. They're the first people convicted of inciting others to cast blank ballots under reforms to the electoral system introduced ahead of December's poll. The government says a three-month public consultation on copyright law reform showed that most people support the planned changes. The Commerce Secretary, Edward Yao, told lawmakers that most respondents agreed that the regime should be updated to protect works transmitted electronically. 
but he said officials received just 62 written submissions, compared to more than a 1,000 from a consultation on a similar bill in 2014. It's hard to compare the numbers because I remember last time we received many letters with the same format and similar content. Last time the bill was dragged down by filibustering in LegCo and the government doesn't want to see this. Now that order has been restored in LegCo, we hope we can achieve this practically. We may have received few submissions this time, but our colleagues have discussed the proposal with different sectors. The weather mainly cloudy with one or two showers. Sunny intervals during the day tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 19 and 23 degrees. Moderate northerly winds, they will become east to northeasterly tomorrow. As for the outlook, there'll be one or two showers in the coming couple of days. It will be relatively humid in the morning and at night during the weekend, when it's also going to be hot during the day. The temperature at the observatory now 20 degrees, humidity 82%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Police say they've arrested three people on suspicion of uploading fake rapid COVID test results onto the government's online platform. They said the arrest followed spot checks by health officials. The two men and a woman are suspected of breaching anti-COVID regulations. Superintendent Wilson Tam from the Cyber Security and Technology Crime Bureau says officers believe two suspects were trying to get sick leave. At least two of the positive uh, results photo of the RAT is obviously obtained from the internet. It's not from the person themselves. Secondly, during the investigation, we believe that someone had used the ID photo of another person, which is very obvious during our investigation. That's why we uh, believe that they're knowingly are submitting false declaration on this RAT platform. The Civil Service Minister Patrick Nepp says health authorities will begin offering at-home inoculation services for elderly and disabled people from next week. Bookings are open now for unvaccinated people aged over 70 or who are unable to leave home. Mr Nepp, who is leading the vaccination programme, says officials aim to visit four or five districts a week and complete first doses in about four weeks. If more people of this age group are vaccinated, that provides better protection for Hong Kong overall. That will be a massive help in controlling and even ending the epidemic situation here. Researchers at the City University say they've designed what they're calling a negative pressure shield that they say can reduce cross-infection risks in care homes. They say the shield expels virus-tainted air from a cubicle through an exhaust pipe. Professor Chi Jin Ju from the university's architecture and civil engineering department says the device is made of readily available materials such as cardboard, piping and air filters and is easy to build. We minimise the number of components that people need to cut and also we videotape out every single step. We generate a graphic layout poster to link with the video clip we generate. So I think that two person non-architectural background, non-professional background, and uh, if they have a reasonable exposure about using to do the cutting or make the, the artwork when they were in school, I think that they can do it. Shanghai has reported that seven more COVID patients have died. The financial hub has also reported 20,416 new locally transmitted cases. The daily figure is lower for a second consecutive day. Nearly 3,090 of the new patients had symptoms.
Speaking through an interpreter, Wu Qianju from the Shanghai Municipal Health Commission says the patients who died were all elderly and had existing illnesses. These people, they are suffering from the complication of the underlying disease, including coronary, heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, etc. All of these people, they haven't received any doses of the vaccination. For these seven people, after they enter into the hospital, their situation getting worse, and the root cause for their death is their underlying disease. Overseas reports from Mariupol in southern Ukraine say separatist fighters supported by Russian forces are trying to storm an industrial complex where the city's last defenders have been holding out, alongside hundreds of civilians. The Ukrainians want international help to arrange safe passage for people hiding in bunkers and tunnels at the Azovstal steelworks. Ihor Zayovka from the Ukrainian president's office said more weapons were needed to allow the fight against Russia to continue. Ukrainian forces are able to resist, uh, including in Mariupol, because parts of the Ukrainian armed forces are still there, though, yes, parts of the city are captured by the Russian armed forces. But it's very important for Ukrainian armed forces to have the heavy weaponry, uh, ground weaponry. I mean, yes, artillery systems with the necessary munition, yes, tanks, yes, armored vehicles. So if we have this, we will be ready to withstand these offensive the head of the military administration in Luhansk in eastern Ukraine says Russian forces are attacking the region on all sides as civilians try to flee. Russian missiles also fell on several targets in the Donbass region. Russia's defense ministry spokesman Igor Konashenkov gave details of the attacks. The Russian armed forces continue the special military operation in Ukraine. During the night, high-precision air-based missiles of the Russian aerospace forces suppressed 13 strongholds of the Ukrainian troops, as well as areas of enemy's manpower and military equipment concentration in Slavyansk, Barvinkov and Popazna. Votes are being counted in East Timor, where a second and final round of the presidential election has been held. The front-runner is the Nobel laureate and veteran politician Jose Ramos Horta, who's facing the current president and former guerrilla fighter Francisco Guterres. This report from the BBC's Rebecca Henschke. East Timor's new president will be sworn in on the 20th anniversary of the country's independence, after a brutal occupation by neighbouring Indonesia. For those two decades, the new nation has been plagued by corruption and political infighting that has at times sparked violence on the streets. At the polling booths today, José Ramos Horta said that if he's elected, his priority will be to bring about stability and peace. But he's also said the country should expect a political earthquake, indicating he may move to dissolve the parliament and call for early parliamentary elections. The UN World Food Programme is warning that due to a prolonged drought across the Horn of Africa, the number of people at risk of hunger there could rise from 14 million to 20 million. The WFP is warning that Somalia is facing a famine, while Kenya and Ethiopia are also struggling. Michael Dunford is the WFP's Regional Director for East Africa. We're now waiting for the current rainy season to arrive. It's late And we're very concerned of what the implications will be if it is below average. The estimates suggest the numbers affected could skyrocket to 20 million people. We need the ability to respond. We need the rain. 
In sport, Hong Kong's men's foil team missed the podium at the Belgrade World Cup fencing competition despite the efforts of new world number one Chen Kalong. Atom Chang reports. The Hong Kong men's foil team wrapped up their World Cup campaign in Belgrade with a fourth-place finish. After beating Romania, Britain and Japan, Hong Kong lost to Poland and were up against the Olympic champions France in the bronze medal match. World number one Chung Ka Long won the opening belt for the SAR. Young Chika and Ryan Choi each followed with a loss. Nicholas Choi closed the gap, but it wasn't enough as Hong Kong fell 45-38. The team will travel to Bulgaria for the next World Cup event, which starts on April 29th. In football, Kitchi's hopes of making it two wins from two in football's Asian Champions League were dashed this evening when they were beaten 2-1 by Vissel Kobe of Japan. The Hong Kong side came into the game after defeating Thailand's Chiang Rai United 1-0 in the opening game of the group stage. Liverpool are looking to keep their quadruple quest on track when they host Manchester United in the, in the English Premier League overnight. Liverpool have already won the English League Cup, they're also in the FA Cup final and the last four of the Champions League. But their star striker Mo Salah hasn't scored in a month. Manager Jurgen Klopp was asked if he had any concerns. It's only a question of time when he will score as well. So um, unlucky in these little moments. We all know you don't have luck as a striker. You, you don't even try. So it was close enough now for a couple of times. And um, yeah, the moment will definitely come. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with the form a few days ago. Cristiano Ronaldo's availability for the match is uncertain. The 37-year-old United striker has suffered a personal tragedy, as the BBC's Andy Barwell reports. Some sad personal news now surrounding Manchester United star Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner Georgina Rodriguez. They've announced the death of their baby boy. The couple say that it is the greatest pain that any parents can feel. They were expecting twins. The baby girl survived and they said her birth gives them strength to live this moment with some hope and happiness. Going on to write that their baby boy was their angel and they will always love him. In Spain, Barcelona suffered a shock 1-0 home defeat to relegation-threatened Cadiz, who moved out of the drop zone. It was the Catalans' first loss in La Liga since December, ending a 15-match unbeaten run. They trail pace setters Real Madrid by 15 points with seven matches to go. Barca boss is Xavi Hernández. We are very angry. The players are the first to be angry and disappointed. We lost a golden chance to give ourselves a difference from the rest of the teams wanting a Champions League place, and we are practically saying goodbye to the league. I am personally angry and disappointed. We had to play with much more desire. A reminder of our top stories. The government moves to make it easier for people who have recovered from COVID to get into premises covered by vaccine mandates. As in-person schooling resumes, people say they're happy to take a morning COVID test, but parents worry about the cost and a man is jailed for an attack in which he bit off a district councillor's ear. And that's the latest news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
A quirky little start to our second hour on this uh, Tuesday night, and that was chosen by Alan, by the way. It was Lord Rockingham's Eleven. It was basically a bunch of British session musicians that were put together, and they performed on various TV shows like Oh Boy, one or two others as well. Quirky little track, Hootsman. There's a moose in the house. As we go to Ruby and the Romantics. A day will come. Our day will Think love. 